Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TRS Live with your hosts, Brian Keller, Matt Trotz, and Zach Hoffman, presented by The Real Shot. I'm going to do this here forever. EQ. Forever. Try your Forever. Forever. I'm going to do this here forever. All you haters better get comfy This is the day you've been waiting on Your road is finna get bumpy yes. This the track I'm making my statement on I ain't going nowhere This the place that I'm making home I'll do this shit forever Hit the gas and I'm taking off I was born with passion My job is never ending And my hustle's everlasting No matter what, I'm gon' ball Even with my back to the wall And the best part is that this is the beginning I'ma do this shit forever Forever. All right. I think it's great. Every time this thing comes on, we're laughing. I just made it funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is phenomenal. Well, good morning, Zach. Good morning, Brian and Mark. How is everybody today? Good. Not too bad. I oh. made it to work today. Oh. Woo. I'm telling it. you, I don't know what you got over there, but I got probably close to 18 inches of snow yesterday. Oh, wow. That's it a lot. It was Sheriff County. No bull crap. Like at one point they said Watoma, which is always the indicator, had like 14 inches. And then I swear we got almost another three to four inches overnight last night. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. I know. I woke up. I thought that the storm was over. I ventured out, you know, last night, went to the pet store and a few things and thought it was over. Wake up this morning and I've got like a three foot snow drift in front of my driveway. Everything's covered. Wasn't yeah. a good time. And if uh, so, if anybody doesn't know, I mean, we're here in Wisconsin in the central part. We got hammered yesterday. Um, I talked to uh, uh, Vapor Trail in Minnesota yesterday, and they said they were getting hammered, too. They had, uh, like, 14 inches of snow, so the Midwest just got pounded. Yep. And now we're at least the weather's warm again. It's not super, super cold outside, but if you drive around it, like PSA or what is that, public service announcement, (laughs) all these, all you guys' little abbreviations. I was in Walgreens parking lot today. Like, you have to be very careful traveling around because some of those snow piles are so high. You can't, can't see, see other traffic well, anywhere. Well, even on the way in this morning still, full full day after 41, most of it's one lane still. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of 10. Yep. And yep. Know, where I come in on 10 and 76 is all mostly one lane. Anyway. Yeah. So Guys are still giving it in the, on the left side of the, you know, <laughs> I got passed by somebody that's like, really? Right. <laughs> well, and then, you know, you're driving somewhat responsible because I want to get to work on time and be safe. Right. You know, my... Let, is that are we drinking, Zach? Is that my game? Be safe, be yep. safe, drink. Uh, yep. Yeah, gotta, okay. I gotta get the call. But anyways, um, yeah. Just leave earlier. Semis. Well, I, I did. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny about that is Your I've wife been trying that. No, no, no. I've been trying to leave every day at least fifteen to twenty minutes earlier, and yep. I still get to work like fifteen to twenty minutes like later. You know what I'm saying? So I try to get here at quarter so two. So some some time warp thing you got going on. I'm telling you. I think it, well, you get off the highway and you get lost, and the roads aren't amazing. And I'm not going to lie. I drive like I drive very safe at this time of year. I can imagine. Yeah. Like be safety is safe. a big you're probably driving. You're probably driving down the road, driving, and you look at somebody in the ditch. You're like, should have been safe. Should have been safe. <laughs> <laughs> been. There was. I was surprised. Gets out, hands him a be safe bumper sticker, yeah. gets back in his car, and is drives that my, off. Can we, can it's going to be be safe, <laughs> and the A is going to be a heart. that shirt. 
I want that now. You're going to get a B safe shirt, and the A is going to be a heart in safe. Oh. <laughs> we can print that. Can we make a, that? Yep. Can that. we get on that? We're going to get a little sticker. We'll put it right here. Nice. <laughs> Look at Mark. Mark's like, oh boy. Oh, yeah, what, boy. Did he, what did I sign up for? He's thinking. What did I get yeah. myself into yeah. here? Well. <laughs> So, anyways, we're here with uh, Mr. Druick. We've been trying to get you on for a while now. I mean, I've had him so busy, he hasn't had time. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> the, he's running Good to be busy. The, he's running the floor. You're running, helping Steve get the guns and everything all set up. So we're finally glad that we could. You well, can and, make time and, and be he's in had here. to replace a lot of guys that I've pulled from the sales floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true story. <laughs> like Matt, no. true story. Also, that's it's not Ty easy. And that's not an easy thing to do. You know, Ty. Ty is now more in the in the warehouse for the internet stuff. Yep. You're here doing this with me and all the marketing stuff now i mean yep it's a not a small feat to replace, replace no people. i mean oh. especially when you got veterans and, and you're putting i wouldn't classify the guys as rookies because they're all veterans in their own way but they're they're new to the real shot and it's difficult to to replace guys that have been out there on the floor and understand I things it's, it's just that that new girlfriend type of thing but the yep. guys are doing a great job and a lot of stuff going on a lot of cool exciting things and well, uh the cool thing i like about that is we've gotten some of these new guys in that have totally different experience levels right and it's really broadened our experience as a store yes right so we haven't lost any of the experience we had mm -hmm. no. no matt's still around ty's still around we just had him on the show on monday talking about mega bass and stuff so it's allowed us to expand the knowledge base which i think has been yep. pretty awesome well i think so because everybody has a passion for something whether it's trout fishing or great lakes fishing or bass fishing or walleye fishing when you can kind of pull all of that stuff together um and one one big team right here i think you could get just about any question you wanted answered right, from absolutely. the fishing and the hunting world which is pretty you know in this day and age in the in the outdoor world and in, in the uh, outdoor retail world that that speaks volumes well and we've gotten lucky enough that the main core guys all live and breathe this stuff yeah right. very you much know, and so. i think that's been a real big deal you know what i mean like zach's zach's getting into it now right but we've got matt matt lives and breathes this stuff you live and breathe it i live and breathe it and then Moving those guys around, Ty lives and breathes it, Justin. I mean, this mm -hmm. is what we do in our free right. time. Yeah. That's all we do. I've always said it's funny, you know, especially in the summer. If you go into a fishing store and you look at the guys who are trying to sell you fishing tackle, if they don't have raccoon eyes from the sun being on the water, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to describe what, yeah. the, you know, if you don't know what that looks like, it's a very, uh, very distinguished look, right? Yep. If you don't have that, well, you're not on the water, right? Yep. When you walk in here in the summer, it's just everybody's got the burn line. Yeah, it's it's so true, and it's uh, you know, it's a pretty cool thing when you have people who are not just they live the outdoor life. It's not what they like to do; it's who they are. Right. You I know, agree. it's part of their essence, and that's what really I think um, enhances our customer base is that people know that we're kind of uh, junkies. I agree. And they feed off of that as well. I so. agree. Yeah. I'm sharing I'm sharing a video to our Facebook page right now. It's uh two years ago is when Mark and I braved the elements. We're right out here in this parking lot and we were testing the fire disc. Okay. Two years ago and the the weather was extreme. That's what I just put on here. Tested in true Wisconsin fashion. I oh, mean yeah. it had to be like four degrees and then there was a strong wind chill that day. More it was muscle. it was negative. It was negative out there, and the fire disc worked phenomenal. So I mean, we still love that fire disc, and uh, I just gonna I'm gonna share that video right now. But you and I, we we kind of we done a lot of videos for the store, whether mm -hmm. it is on the fire disc, whether it's on the ten point stuff, the Raven stuff. You've mm -hmm. uh, we've got compliments on the instructional video that you and Zach put together for the crossbow maintenance that's probably one of the most needed videos out there and it was so well done 
and you do such a great job of informing oh, everybody. I mean, you're a crossbow guru. People come here oh, for sure. from all over the fact <clears throat> is not only for 10 points, but everything in general. If there's something wrong with the 10 point, I mean, holy man. Or any, I shouldn't just be a 10 point, any crossbows. I know right. I'm kind of jumping off tangent here, but I mean, I've seen some crossbows come in here that I, I don't know how <laughs> to figure out. There was one in particular. I, I don't. I'm gonna. I'm I think gonna I call know which one, one you're up. talking about too. There was one in particular. There was a gentleman in here. It, it was a, you know, a, I think it was a Carbon Express crossbow. He was on the range, and all of a sudden he comes in by me. I'm out in the front of the store, and he goes, "I got a problem. I can't shoot my crossbow." And his kid put this crossbow together for him. His kid. His kid did. You know, it wasn't purchased here, which we would have taken the steps and right, make sure right, no, right. this never happened. The actual cables. We're on top of the rail. <laughs> he got the crossbow cocked, was trying to shoot it, and he couldn't get it to shoot. And I'm like, thankfully, he didn't get well, it to shoot. Well, I think it would have blew. It would have blew right would've up. It would have been a disaster. So uh, I get it, and I'm in straight-up panic mode because I don't know <laughs> what to do. <laughs> I mean, this thing is a ticking time bomb. Oh, right, for Literally. sure. You know, and so I put it in the press, and I tried a couple different things. It was like 7.30-ish, you know, just before we closed that night. I took it. I, I left a note for Mark. I might have been off the next day. You actually sent me, uh, texted me pictures. Yes. Take a look at this Take one. a look at this. I'm like, ooh. And at the time, at wow. the time, we had archery tag the big blow-up target set on the floor. Okay. <laughs> I set that thing in the archery tag bales. Just in, in case it would in blow? In case it would blow. Like, it wouldn't send a cam through the wall or somebody well, wouldn't get hurt. That's actually pretty smart, man. I'm proud of you. Well, and so yeah, it was, you uh, got uh, it. Though. I mean, the realistically, next, though, you got to remember, be safe. Be safe, guys. Always be safe. It is be safe. <laughs> I, but it, it was, I was astonished. Like, you texted me the next day, and you said, I got it. And I was like, how the heck? Because it was so... The, the limbs were so narrow at that point that that crossbow mm -hmm. barely fit into our presses. Yeah, that was a tough one. It was I had to extend the limbs actually farther in than what they're designed to go and had to put some spacers in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the press to get that thing enough so that I could get the string out from being decocked Ugh. and get that all the way down. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was one of many scary ones over the years. But, you know, I think when you when – you, do something for that long you can almost anticipate what it is that you need to oh, do yeah. uh just based on the way it looks i mean i've had so many of them come in and and uh you know uh, people have said they don't not quite sure what right. happened and i right. can pretty much know you exactly you what tell. happened yeah and you get you get accustomed to it after a while yep. and you, you want to give everybody the benefit of the benefit of the doubt right but for the most part if it you see the same the same repetitive thing every single time you, yep. get, you got a good idea and i know you brought a crossbow with you here but i want to ask one question what is the scariest crossbow that you've ever worked on Ooh. oh Boy, I'll tell you that um, being a warranty repair center yes. for Ten Point, uh, we have a lot of cracked limbs. Yes. Now, um, I've worked on them where it's actually been cracked where the axle is, and also cracked where the limb actually hits the limb pocket. Both extremely dangerous because if they let, if either one of those lets go, yes, it it's going to snap. It's going to crack in half. It's going to fold inward. Uh, there were probably three or four that were like that. Were they cocked uh, at the time, or were they? No, they were uncocked. Okay. Uh, but when you compress that. Oh, you're telling put it in the press. Yep. When you put that in the press to get it apart to actually get the string and the cables off of oh, it. Oh man. They every one of them creaked. 
and you can just kind of feel that, uh, you know, safety glasses. Be safe. Okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I thought I'd get on in the game here. No, yeah. But, <laughs> um, it, it's, it, it, it is a, a, it's a pretty dangerous situation, but there's been multiple ones like that where they crack in those two, uh, those two spots, and then yes. you have to let it back down um, and, and get all the stuff off of it. So that's probably – and there's been multiples um, over the years, but those are probably the most dangerous in, in my mind. But going back to what you said earlier – in regards to when somebody brings a bow in and it, it may or may not be a user error, to me that's a great opportunity to coach these people on how to yeah. take care of their equipment. Because yeah. obviously you and I both know that there are a lot of 10 points out there that we didn't sell. Yep. And we did such a tremendous job of coaching people and training people how to operate their equipment and be safe with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, I'm all over that now. Yeah, maybe now I know where, Mark, where Matt got it from. I know. Yeah. He got it from him. <laughs> yep, that's true. But, you know, it's <laughs> – that those are great opportunities to create a customer because now you've not only fixed his bow but you've kind of given him something to walk away with of right. how he can better take care of his thousand or twelve hundred fifteen hundred dollar piece of equipment. Well, and that's I would say obviously I, I mentored you for the longest time on the sales floor, and mm -hmm. I learned you know the ways that you would handle things. And for me, the proper in instruction was first and foremost like you always taught us. And it's funny, it really, you could really was apparent this last 2018 season when we sold a pile of Raven R9s, <laughs> a pile. And there were very few, I'm talking like one or two that came back where we personally sold the crossbows to the person mm -hmm. and instructed them on the floor like Mark was just telling about, talking about. But there were a pile of them where we got questions where they sold on the internet where, you know, it's it just, I'm just trying to say like, if you're in the market for a crossbow or a vertical bow, for that matter, or anything, make sure you get good instruction on how to use these things. And we take the time. You know, now it's it's kind of gotten, you know, everybody has a crossbow or everybody knows somebody that has a crossbow at this fashion. Right. But we take the time to make sure not only dial you in with that crossbow, but you don't leave the store mm -hmm. until you f safely know how to how to operate that thing. Yeah, I mean, that's critical because, you know, you don't want somebody going out there and, number one, um, damaging their equipment or hurting themselves because yes. somebody didn't show them how to do it. And, unfortunately, a lot of places people bought them online or they bought them at, at another shop or a big box store or something like that where nobody is really there to teach them that. Yep. That saves us on the backside. Right. And I think, again, reinforces that connection to your customers that, hey, you know what, these guys took the time. Yep to teach me how to use this that's that's value it's there really it's not like okay here's your here's your crossbow here's your manual don't forget to yeah you're not you getting know. shoved off the door right right, right. Yeah, and and we actually will go online and help people make sure that their bows are warrantied because Correct. if we do run into that situation the last thing you want to do is have the guy go i didn't send in my warranty right well, no that's you know so again taking it that extra step to uh you know develop and look at over the years, Matt, that all these people that came to us initially and all the residual business yep. that came after that is because we provided somebody with good service. Good so. service. Well, and and that's, I, oh, I think ahead. that's what's led to us getting Hoyt and Matthews yes. and Boltec. Yep. It's yep. all stemmed from the service level that we provided. Well, and, and now think about continue this. continue to. And, well, and I was going to say two things. First of all, it was like you hit head on it. If you do not buy your crossbow from the real shot, now there will be a fee. But do not be afraid to come right. in here with that crossbow and get the instruction that you need to. Yep. You know, we're going to see how we're going to charge you how we see fit. Typically, there's a one time fee, you know, or not. A, yeah. Like there's a fee that day. Mm -hmm. 
But let's come in here, take advantage of not only Mark's knowledge, but everybody else's knowledge on the sales floor and learn how to use that crossbow the correct way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain brands out there that are, again, like they're a little more notorious than other crossbows to have malfunctions. But then again, if you come in here and you learn how to use that crossbow the correct way, you know, we're hopefully going to prolong that or we're, we're honest with everybody as well. You know, if you're in the market for a bow, a crossbow, and now we're going to be in that gun fashion, you know, just come in here and ask some general questions and then we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that we're not going to – we're not the place that says, you didn't buy it here, we can't help you at all. Absolutely. There's there's certain times where, unfortunately, we have to tell you that because, you know, before we had Hoyt, we couldn't get cams or we couldn't get jaw mods or something like that. Now, at this at this point, there's really no reason that we can't help anybody else, especially as we carry – what was it last year? We had up, up to nine different crossbow brands in the store. Yeah, we and now we have. I'm trying to think of how many bow brands, and then think about the gun fashion as well. I mean, in the fishing world, there's really no reason that we can't help anybody in any form. So don't be afraid to come in here. Is the the long story? Oh yeah, that's I, the long story. I thought that was a short story. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you're right, man. I think you know we don't discriminate, and people come in and they're kind of reluctant to, to say, oh, well, you know. You know, I, I I didn't buy this here, but well, that's because they've me? been trained right by most other places. If you buy it online, you buy it somewhere else. You got crappy service there. You're trying to get it fixed. Yep. Right. Well, if you didn't buy it here, we're not going to talk to you. And that's how I mean, a lot of when we start when I started this, that's how it was. Yeah. You go buy a bowl, you go buy anything anywhere else. If you didn't buy it from them originally, they mm-hmm. typically don't want to talk to you. And I've been in shops that are actually like that, where that you go to the end of the line. Yes. And and I, again, going back to the the aspect of capturing a customer. You got guy walks in and he's, you know, unhappy or he doesn't, nobody's taught him how to use this piece of equipment. Yep. Uh, you come in, you spend the time with him, you get him rocking and rolling. Uh, boy, now you got a customer for life. Yep, now I he's, agree. Now yep. he's, he's buying that bowl for his kids or he's buying arrows or he's buying anything that, that we have that he needs uh, from a hunting standpoint. So, again, you have to take a look at every yep. opportunity that you have right. um, and not discriminate against anybody because uh, – um, they didn't purchase it from you. Well, we just don't pressure anybody either. No, I mean, sometimes maybe we should. <laughs> but <laughs> for the most part, you know, on the sales aspect, we never pressure anybody. You sell, know? Them what they, sell them what they want. Don't sell them what and you think they need. And the people truly, truly appreciate that too. Oh, they do. It's honesty. You know, I mean, if you're going to sit down and talk with a guy and he's like, you know, uh, this is what I'm looking for. You know, I don't think we've ever been that type that we're trying to sell them the most expensive thing. Now, we're going to explain to them, okay, here's the benefits of right. this. This is how it's going to benefit you um, in your application yep. as opposed to just saying, hey, well, you need to have this $2,000 crossbow. I, people respect that, and I see it come back. And when you work on the floor long enough, you see those people come back, and they'll, okay, well, I bought this one. Now I want to upgrade. Right. right. You know, now they're buying that $2,000 bowl because yep. they feel a lot better from the progress that they've taken buying, you know, a $600 bow and going, wow, I really love this. This is awesome. Yep. So let's, let's jump backwards a little bit and Mark and just kind of briefly go over, you know, how, how you got to the real shot and then, 
Oh, do you have <laughs> no? Before we get on, let's. Oh, talk yeah, about I know. I know we're jumping aboard. I know. No, before to... we go too far, let's talk about this crossbow. Yeah. Oh, you right. guys are excited. talking about crossbows. I, I, I know. I I'm know. Wait, I'm sitting. I'm like, okay, Matt's gonna make the segue. I, I, make I, I was, Matt's and I was. Gonna... Well, and I, the other thing I want, if you can, that's because we didn't put it on the board. I know. We would have put it on the board. Matt would have made the segue. There's nothing on there. That's because Matt was lazy today. Oh. Oh. Well, not only introduce this bow, but I want you to, if Brian, if it's okay with Brian, can this is a real good time too, since you have something to show people, capture on why you need to do your maintenance right now this time of year yep. and how we can help you with that. Yeah, so sure. Introduce, yeah, absolutely. introduce this crossbow. And go it's not there. on the board. I don't think we can do that. Yeah. Uh, are we getting out of sync here? Yeah. <laughs> let's um, let's be safe and have a drink of water. Anyway, you know, I mean, let's go Water, back. you saying? So not coffee. All right. All right. Let's go back a few years. Yep. You know, when we, we really made, when we discovered that the crossbow law was going to change. And we really capitalized on that by jumping ahead of everybody else and, and securing a good amount of crossbows. Yes. And we went with the Shadow Ultralight. I believed in that product. I'm like, hey, this thing is <coughs> 6.3 pounds. Um, it's, gonna, it's lightweight. It's a, a, a FSB stock. It's shorter. It's going to be more compact. Um, and, we ordered, and we sold hundreds of them. I'll I know I'll never forget when that first pallet showed up. And we all were we were all kind of like, oh my god, there's a pallet of bows. Holy crap! What are we doing with a whole pallet of bows? And you know what? Everybody got into it. Everybody got educated, um, and we were able to 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 capitalize on on that. But you know, now you take a look at you know all of the bow the crossbows that have come into the market. You've got the Ravens, and you've got the you know Ten Point, which is still you know a, a major player in the crossbow market. But yep. Now you're taking a look at some of these crossbows, no different than vertical bows in the past. You're getting a lot better performance out of these these bows that are lower priced, but you're getting the, the performance or even better performance out of them. Now, the one we're looking at right now is the Wicked Ridge Invader X4. Now you take a look at this bow comparative to the Shadow Ultralight. Okay, Shadow Ultralight, 180 drowns, pounds of draw weight. Uh, 12.6 power stroke, and we'll talk about that, what a power stroke is. 13.5 inches axle to axle, 34 inches, um, 6.4 pounds, up to 350 feet per second, okay? That bow retailed from 1000 to $1,100, depending right. if you want with the AccuDraw 50 or an AccuDraw, okay? Now you take a look at the X4, okay? It's a Wicked Ridge. Everybody goes, oh, is that their cheaper version? No, it's actually not. Um, it doesn't have all of the high-end features like some of the 10 points do, but 165 pounds of draw weight. Nice. 13.5 power stroke, 19 inches axle to axle, a little bit longer, uh, 6.31 pounds, <laughs> and up to 360 feet per second. 360 feet right. per second? From 550 to $650. Holy okay. man. This is a bowl that I think, guys, that's really going to fit that niche. Now, Parker crossbows is no longer right so you've got this bowl that's going to fit that niche not everybody can afford you know some of the higher end stuff yep so you're getting equal the performance of a high-end bowl several years ago with a bowl that's priced appropriately so that's why i'm excited about this one it's a lot lighter weight you can take a look at it skeletonized well and you're getting the backing of the 10 point brand oh too. gosh yeah you <laughs> know plus is, we can which is huge oh that that's tr that's tremendous and, and 10 point's been great um, I think we've been um, a certified warranty repair center. We'll be going on our fourth year now, our third or fourth year. So, actually, people can bring their bowls. Has it really been that long already? Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just thinking. It's the thing. That's that crazy. crazy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, I think it's, uh, wow. it's our third year. So. I wonder why I look old now. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. I thought it was like two years. Oh wait, that's why you look old. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think my wife's listening. We can't talk about the real reasons. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, we could get off on that. Anyway, just, I think the worst part is this: isn't she here? So yeah, she she's could like come literally in here next door. Right yeah, 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 here, here she face. comes right now. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did. He looked. Did you see him? Check it. Check him back. He's conditioned. Oh no, here she comes. Um, but yeah, you know, you take a look at. That's a blooper clip right there. Brian checking his like his. What did what did you say at the Las Vegas show? There, the dogs are always no, check, watching their six. Watching their six. Watching their six. He's gonna have a support dog. dog to see <laughs> what he Gotta make sure I watch what I say. Yeah. All right, oh, sorry, Mark. No, no, no worries. Man. So I, you know, I hey, think Valentine's this, Day isn't until tomorrow, right? I got like a full twenty-four hours to fix this. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, man, you're done. <laughs> you, Go ahead, Wicked Ridge. Anyway, yeah, so so Wicked Ridge. I I'm excited about this. I think we'll we'll do really well with this. Um in that in that middle range crossbow. Yep. Uh you know, it just the 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 10 point people have been um really good to work with. It's a product that I've been working on now for over 14 years and uh, you know, the advantage of of that is, you know, be us being the the warranty repair center is that a lot of this stuff I can do right here. Yep. Uh, for you um, sometimes if I have the equipment I can turn it around sometimes the same day if it's not too busy sometimes uh, in a couple of days whereas if you had to send it back to the company uh, you'd be looking at three days there a couple of days three to five days to get it repaired and then plus shipping. three to five days plus, plus, shipping. plus, plus shipping. shipping yep so uh, and I we've it's it's been a good uh, a good draw for us and I fixed bows from people all the way up to uh, um, from Michigan from Menominee all the way down to Milwaukee, Beaver Dam, Madison, where people have driven here because it's yep. only it's the <coughs> closest place. I, I remember fixing a guy's bow. He was he brought it in. I replaced his limbs. And he was actually going hunting that weekend. Yeah. So um, that's you know, happened multiple times. Yeah, and, and it, the cool thing about that again is that you know people don't expect that type of stuff. When you take something in to get fixed, you don't really don't <coughs> expect to get get it back the same day. So that's kind of been cool from my perspective to be able to do stuff like yep, that so yep. uh, but anyway i just i want to go back to power stroke everybody wants okay power stroke this 13.5 13 you know 19 whatever power stroke basically is the distance between the string and where it's cocked okay and what that like equates where the string to, is where yep, it rests right where, now? where it rests to where it's cocked okay and what that equates <coughs> to is kind of the similar to a draw length on a vertical bow yep okay the longer that is the more velocity you're going to get up and what's what's important to understand is that um it there's a lot of factors that go into the velocity and the speed limb design cams um but that power stroke basically is it, it equates into making it faster Make it, yep. yep so the longer it is kind of like you know a 30 inch draw length as opposed to a 28 inch draw length on a vertical bow that's pretty much what a power stroke is in in generalities yep. um taking away you know, some of the things I spoke about, like the limbs and the cam design and so on and so forth. So, you know, when you take a look at a 13.5 as a, you know, 12.6 um, power stroke, you can kind of see where that where that comes into play. So with this bowl having more of a, a round cam to it, does this one pull a little bit easier than one with some of the hatchet style cams? Or is there, do you not notice a difference? In no, that? you do, Matt. It's a good question. I think that when you do crank that back, you used to feel when you had those lobe cams, you would feel it all of a sudden let off. Where it's like on the synergies where you draw that bow back, you'd very 
you would feel f- not feel that that rollover because right. that that cam was elliptical, it was round almost. Yep. So with these, it's the same way. That just you don't feel it hit that brake and then come back. It's a it's lot smoother, especially for the people that want the Accu 50 like that's on this model here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just going to make that drawback a lot a lot smoother, a lot more continuous, and you're not going to you know it's not going to be as stressful on anybody's arms, shoulders, back, or anything like that as right. well. Right. Right. And while you're on that subject, the Accu Draw 50. And the AccuDraw, the AccuDraw 50 is basically a rope cocker, serves as a fulcrum, decreases the draw the draw uh, weight by 50%. Yep. The AccuDraw is a crank system, which will take it down to about five pounds of pressure. Big difference. Faster and quieter on the AccuDraw, um, a little bit slower, but you don't have the, uh, you don't have the, the, to pull it. You can do it by hand. So it, the applications to that would be somebody who might have a back problem, a shoulder problem, yep. or something like that. <coughs> if you don't, the best way to go is with the AccuDraw 50 because it's going to happen a lot quicker. quicker. You could realistically get a second shot off. I was going to say it's gear. a lot quieter, yes. too. Yeah. You don't have that clicking yep. from the ratchet. Yep. 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 You're not waiting on that click, 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 click. And some people like <coughs> to not d- use that clicker. So just let it be known that that is it's you really should not. Finger. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> handle comes back at <laughs> under that amount of pressure. It's going to come back and hit you in the hand, number one. Right. And number two, you're going to cause about 200 to $300 worth of damage to the internal parts of that AccuDraw. And, and you can tell. Yeah. As a, as a repair guy, I know. you can tell. I know. All I have to do is open up and look at the retractor spring, and I know what happened. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. Whether well, it was a semi-dry fire or, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes people will nick them with the broadhead, but uh, I can usually tell. You can usually tell. Mm-hmm. And that's just uh, – that's just a good heads up too. Like that AccuDraw is not you can't let the bow down with that. It's it's geared to go one way and one way only. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for you to come in here and tell Mark, Well, I don't know what happened, he's gonna he can he's gonna be able to tell. <laughs> now again, he's gonna work with you the best way he can. Yep. But unfortunately it's not a cheap repair. I mean No, it's if not. anybody ever took an AccuDraw apart, like if you better know what you're doing, otherwise it's just like a chainsaw spring. That thing goes everywhere. Now now you need a whole new Comes one. in a package this big, and it's about from here to Calumet Street long. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it is. It is. It's, it's quite, crazy. It, it's, it's quite long. But, you know, again, it's a, a, the safety feature of it. They're not designed to do that right. for that simple fact because you've got the dry fire inhibitor on there, you know, and you've got to pull the trigger, hold this, pull up the dry fire inhibitor. Yeah. No, it's no, not it's designed to do that. Accident waiting so to happen. It's, from a safety standpoint, yeah, do not do that. Yep. So this bull here, you said, is what price range? You're looking at five fifty to six fifty. So that was a hundred dollar difference between an AccuDraw fifty and, a, and oh, an AccuDraw. Okay, and then like, what does it come for as far as access or come with as far as accessories? Three XX seventy five twenty two nineteen aluminum bolts comes with the multi line scope and whatever um, package and you pick. And it comes with the lighted scope that's no, on there. No, these do not come with the illuminated scopes. Just the multi line. Well, this is an illuminated one. Oh, you're right. <laughs> this one does. <laughs> That's why this one's five ninety nine. That's why that one's more expensive. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> and we are, are we we're gonna carry it just like we've done with most yeah. of them in th- three different ways with nothing, or are we just gonna carry Accu fifty, Accu draw, Accu draw? I mean, if somebody wants some specifically. Typically, uh, the the upsell to the to the drawing mechanism, you're gonna have to spend fifty bucks on a rope cocker anyway. So right. why not just get it integrated into yep. the stock? Yep. And that's the way I always broke it down for somebody. What it, what truly is a difference besides a hundred bucks is everything you touched on. The thing that's nice too is AccuDraw. Anybody can shoot your bow. <clears throat> Bad part about it is anybody can shoot your bow. Right. You know, so like if if you're gonna borrow it out to somebody, you know, it 
now they can shoot your bow in a good way or like gosh darn it get your own crossbow eventually you know go to the real shot and get one but mm-hmm. you know for kids the accu draw is the way to go if it's a dad hunting with your kid or something like that mm-hmm. definitely get the accu draw the thing about it is you once you have the accu draw you have the accu draw with this let's say you do have with the accu 50 you do get a bad back bad shoulder or something like that it's almost what 300 and something dollars to put the accu yeah it's quite an upgrade plus labor because you got to pull both mechanisms out and then the accu draw is designed two-sided so you have to actually put it together Uh, so the labor is i always tell everybody it's like if you're ever thinking about that, yeah, if you wanted, if you wanted to buy it like this and you thought you might transition to an AccuDraw at some point in time, then buy the rope cocker, cock it by hand. It's got yep. the groove on the backside of the stock to do that, and then buy the buy it with the AccuDraw. Buy it with the AccuDraw yep. and buy a rope cocker mm-hmm. second. Plus, you're going to want, probably want that if you do get a second shot anyways. Right. Yeah, you're I'll, not going to, like Brian said, you're not going to, it's like, it's literally like a bolt winch. Click, 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 click. exactly, click, exactly like what winch. it is. <laughs> yep. Is exactly what it is. So you mentioned before off-season maintenance, and now is kind of time yes. to. Yeah, absolutely. What, what they, are your what are your tips on that? What do you? <clears throat> you should have your crossbow looked at once a year because number one, people are hunting with these in in bad conditions, okay. And I've seen a lot of them with a lot of um, wax and buildup, and what that does is all that does is accumulate dirt, okay, and that builds up in here. If you look up in the front end too, where the where the riser bolt is right here, that's beveled. So when you put that in, it's got a beveled edge on it. The water has a tendency to go right into that. So obviously, when you're done hunting with it, the best thing to do is wipe it off completely, um, put it away. But at the end of the year, uh, make sure that you, you take it somewhere, have somebody look at it, check your timing yep. on the cams, number one. Um, check and see how your servings are, your center serving, which is probably the one of the most wearable parts on your crossbow anyway. And then your limb bolt or your riser bolt should be taken out um, and cleaned and re-lubed. Yep. put it back in there because i've had some that have been pretty you know i've actually had to bang on them with a hammer to get them loose yeah. because they were rusted and yep. and that should come out every year um it, just to just to make sure that you know if something does happen you don't have the guy who's fixing it try and struggle to get that out yep well <clears throat> and the other thing too is like you said cam timing your cam lean is really crucial as well oh yeah you got you got twin split yolks on there so that's really important and with this material it does with the weather does expand and contract you should be replacing realistically every two years yep uh you can stretch it out to three years if you do the proper maintenance and what i mean by that is keep them clean keep them waxed and if for some reason you do notice timing and most of the cams now they got timing dots on them if something's off then you should be able to uh, to take a look at it and just have a couple twists or a twist put into the ca- uh, into the cables. So we get a lot of questions on that, Mark. Can you explain that just a little bit more, why you need to replace crossbow strings more often than you do a vertical bow string? Well, I think you got a, you have more strands, obviously. It's a little bit thicker, uh, but you have a lot more pressure yes. on that. Um, and, and, you know, what the, the material itself, again, based on how you maintain it, I've had some some strings and cables come in that were, look like they were brand new some guys don't shoot their bows very much some guys shoot them a lot right some guys just shoot them for fun which yep. is great yep but the wear and tear you'll start to see that it's a little bit more difficult on the orange strings but if you take a look at the black ones or the yellow ones or anything like that they start to turn white what's happening is that material deteriorates and if you don't keep it waxed it can that that moisture can seep into the inside of those strands and start to deteriorate it from the inside out so that kind of serves as a, a moisture barrier uh, which is one of the things that somebody can do themselves. Right. 
you know right. but when i when they come in and i do a tune-up on it first thing i do is when i take the front end off is take a cleaner strip all that old ugly wax off of there um clean it and then put a nice coat of wax on there you should be able to move your fingers across that wax and have it have a, like a silky smooth finish to it yep yep but sometimes um you know they they, they do deteriorate quicker somebody is going through the brush and nicks a, nicks a strand on there and, and my suggestion is if you have any if any the integrity is compromised on any of your strings and cables you should have them replaced yep there's just too much pressure on there you're talking 180 80 pounds of draw weight i was just gonna say pounds. i mean normal guy pulls 65 maybe 60 yeah, 65 right. on his vertical yeah, pole think about <laughs> that yeah. yeah you know it's 180 it's yeah exactly and and that's you know that should be done every year no different than a vertical bowl yep i mean it's a very expensive piece of equipment um not unlike a firearm i mean they they do demand some maintenance uh, if you want it to function the way that you expect it to function these are some of the things that you need to do well and it's really important as we talk about on here all the time about how limited days you have to hunt fish and that type of right. stuff right <coughs> so yeah. all of a sudden now you go out it doesn't work and these are all things you can do to make yep. sure it works when you go out well Absolutely. how many times does it happen a guy comes in october 25th his crossbow is not working properly, and then he's like, "Well, did you know the rut's coming up?" Like, uh, yeah. Same but time every again, year, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it just comes back to you know being instructed properly and having mm -hmm. the knowledge on the other hand too of, okay, this doesn't look right, that doesn't look right. You know, get it in here ahead of time. Like Mark said, get your crossbow in now. First of all, the the archery service part is not as busy as it is come July. Mm -hmm. What are we at a turnaround time right now? On, on crossbow, it depends on what needs to be done. Oh, right, just Typically, I mean, if somebody brings it in for a tune-up right now, pff, I can do it in 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Some stuff has to sit here because I'm waiting for parts or, right. you know, like I just repaired a Raven but today a that we're missing two, some three stuff. Two, three days, they'll get it back. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right oh, yeah. Oh, You'll yeah. get it. It's no, not like we're months right. behind. No, no, no. My gear, but during peak season, oh. I don't want those things here. No. I need to keep turning them around, yes. turning them around, turning them around because, number one, um, it keeps me going. Yep. Um, and and it also uh, gets that back in the customer's hands as quick to, as possible to use it. So yep. this is the time to get in for crossbow or vertical bow maintenance. Now is the time. Yep. You know, we're strings and cables. If you have any questions, come in. Mark yeah. Marker Eggert will look. You know, look them over, and we'll we'll do that generally for free. Now yep. it, we'll we'll mm -hmm. look them over for free. Now if obviously if there's maintenance, then then that you're going to look at a charge of some kind. But mm -hmm. Don't wait. Now is the time because once oh, yeah. July Fourth typically hits yep, around here, that's, that's, what we, that's what we say the kickoff is. Yep. Now, now we get the question of, "Wow, you're you're a week, dude." There's ten other bows that came in <laughs> two minutes before you walked right. in the door. Right, and, and I think that's Matt. That goes back to us from the day when we opened the doors here. Is coaching people to do that stuff don't wait till the fourth of july bring that in before that yes. if you want it back quicker and that really has come to fruition over the years yep. is that people have realized you know we're looking at bows in in may april may june yep. and and all of that stuff guys are making sure that their equipment's ready to rock and roll because they want to be that day that they want to get out in the tree like right. ryan mentioned i only got five days to hunt and right. I need to have my I right. need vacation to have my days. I mean, we've got a lot of people around here that have already scheduled out their November, November vacations, <laughs> right? I mean, looking at this vacation schedule, right. November's yep. already packed. Right. Yeah, yep. nobody nobody works here in November. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you, you schedule it out a year ahead of time almost. Yeah, it's, yeah, get, it's get important that it works. Get yeah. it in, get it taken care of, and then that's yeah. just one last thing that you have to the customer has to worry about. Yeah, and I probably had 
I, I'm going to rough guesstimate here that, you know, probably 30, anywhere between 30 and 40 guys that I told, as soon as you're done using it, bring it in. Bring it in. Yep. After the season. Uh, guys, a lot of guys out there hunting right up till the last day. Oh, yeah. I go, bring it in <coughs> after the season, after you're done using it, regardless of what your time frame is, and get it done. Right. And then you're ready to go. Because well, basically, I'm winterizing and I'm, I'm, prepping you for in case you want a turkey hunt or something yes exactly that's what i was just going to say and Mm -hmm. especially now if you're looking at turkey hunting with this thing which these crossbows are magnificent for that like don't wait no don't wait because there's there's going to be a a pile of people starting to get their crossbows in after they see this um now i i do have a question that we get all the time and i'm going to have your professional opinion on it how long do you leave your crossbow cocked you know that uh this is my answer to that question to everybody. When you're done with it, decock it. Decock it. It, it. It's realistically, it's going to be cocked all day long. They're designed to be that way, but I think the longer you leave it cocked, uh, the more, the more. Uh, we just put stress on everything. Yeah. yeah, the chances yep. of something happening are are pretty strong, and yes. I'll, 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 I'll I'll correlate that to a situation that happened in the store where the 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 son had the dad's crossbow and left it cocked for like a week. Guess what? Broke. Broke. Yeah. Yep. So um, uh, it, that could have been due to some other issue. Right. But doing that just kind of. Well, leaving it cocked probably just accelerated whatever was going wrong with it. Wrong. Is right. Right. So, yeah, when you're done using it, shoot it. Shoot it off. And I yep. always And I always inform the customer, too, that's a confidence booster for you as well. You know, take a time, shoot a 20-yard shot, make sure your bolt hit it, is hitting mm-hmm. where you want it to be, and now right. you don't have to worry about right. it. Right. Now you have nothing to, to blame it on if you do. So, And then what about discharging bows that need to be discharged? Mm-hmm. What do you recommend for that? And if you just want to briefly – I know I don't know how long we want to talk crossbows. We could make this a whole hour show of – but well, how, how do you well, you've recommend – you've done a good job of that already, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the board. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, so – Educate these guys and gals the best way to discharge a crossbow if you have to. I recommend two things. Number one, you can use a discharge bolt, a biodegradable uh, discharge bolt. Ten point makes them. Uh, I recommend that if you want to go that route. Um, if you're not using your crossbow a lot, if you are and you need to discharge it regularly, then get yourself a small target or a bag target. Carry it with you in your vehicle. Yep. Um, you can walk out with your crossbow cocked as long as there's not an arrow in it. Right. So discharge it. Or keep it next to your stand. I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't want to be making any noise next to my stand. But right. wherever you walk out to, whether it's your vehicle, your shed, or whatever it is, discharge it then and be done. Don't shoot bolts into the ground. Um, <laughs> they make discharge bolts with a, a heavy lead head on, uh, head on the end. I'm, I'm reluctant to tell anybody to do that for the simple fact most guys are going to aim that thing down at like a 45-degree right. angle. Um, and what can happen is now the weighted end can actually pull that knock away from the string. If there's any fraction of a fraction of a gap between that arrow and that string, it's a semi-dry fire. Yep. It's going to blow. Okay. Uh, and I've, I've had many of those happen, too, and I've asked the question, were you using a discharge bolt? Yeah, with the weight on the end? Yes. Because right. if you go like this, it doesn't take much for that just to slide out just enough. If your arrow holder maybe isn't set properly or you've – there could be a variety of reasons. Right. But um, I, I – I, I discourage that, especially on the 10 points. 10 points recommend that you use their, their Omni Cubs or uh, discharge it into some type of a target. Perfect. That's the answer I was looking for. So we'll kind of move on, but just remember, if anybody else has any questions for Mark since we're, you know, he's here, 
on crossbows or anything. Wicked Ridge has come a long way. Just form size. I mean, those things used to be this wide. You oh know? yeah. I mean the just the compactness of it, the weight and the skeletonized stock. I mean it's it's they're amazing. <laughs> Gonna do well. <laughs> Zach just sent me a map. I didn't even realize I was scooting. You can't my chair, my you're chair always moving. It all you know, my chair like, I'm, telling I'm like you watching. You can see. Okay, so for people who are watching. So anyways, Mark, Zach said I was moving towards him. Now, you yeah. can't said, see the yep. He said scooting. Yeah, scooting. scooting. You were scooting towards me. Yeah. I wasn't even moving. Yeah, you were. Anyway. You, you, you no, this watch. is what happens. Every watch, time we start talking about hunting stuff, Mac, it's all twitchy. Well, guys, it's already ended, and I can't wait. So all twitchy. Anyways... Back on point. Just remember, you can you can just check right here to see where you're at. No, or there's right nothing there. on that one. There's bro. nothing here. No, no, it's on this one. So do your job. No, this one's fine. It, you're right. It's yeah. just oh. your point. So, but you can. Anybody's got any questions for Mark? Join. <laughs> you can ask him on social media. We'll we'll inform him. Zach will inform him. And Definitely. then we also have the promo code going on right now. Zach, tell him about that. Yeah, TRS Live. Yep. Just promo code right on our website. Pick out what you want as long as it's not pre-discounted or uh, mapped. Um, put that in your cart upon checkout. Go to promo code box. Type in TRS Live, all caps, no spaces. Fifteen percent off. It's nice so. to hear Zach's voice again. He was so yeah. quiet this whole show. So far. I'm just letting you guys I'm talk not used about. To, I'm not used to being <laughs> so know, quiet. I know. So but yeah, that's now that's I'm that. done scooting. You're done scooting. My chair. You're in frame. Take the wheels off this. Chair. <laughs> now you're going to be really <laughs> conscious of yeah. it. Now you're going to be like oh, between oh, oh. be safe and now I'm scooting. I don't know what I can. I'm doing everything well, wrong. Well, if anybody's everything. got any crossbow questions, please ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. got them while yeah. Mark's Mark, here. Any, anything so, in general. And, and Mark, this isn't like the only time Mark's going to be oh, on the God, show. No, We're no. going to be on the show Let's a lot. Take advantage so. of it. Call me anytime in the store yes. too. I mean, I, I'm, I'm more than happy. Uh, to to answer any questions and or and your radio show guided or oh, yeah what, so what's sure. the deal with, let's talk about that for a minute so Mark hosts a radio show on Appleton correct yeah so why don't you talk about <laughs> that a little bit oh my you know what it's been ten years already and I think going back um, so you must have started that right before you started working here then I was yes really close yep very oh, wow. close I to didn't that. know that very close to that and uh, yeah that's been kind of uh, a really it kind of fell into my lap, kind of, sort of. They were looking for somebody to replace their existing host, and they're like, okay, well, who does anybody know that's an outdoor junkie that likes to talk and, <laughs> you know, has a passion for the outdoors? Right. And they called me up, and they're like, hey, you want to try this? I'm like, well, I don't have any radio experience, but, hey, I'll give it a go. Right. Um, and I said, after five years, we'll reevaluate it and, and see what happens. And, and uh, um, it continued to grow, and, and it still does. And it's... It's just a lot of fun, and I think that the challenge after all these years is is keeping the content fresh and keeping the guests. I mean, I have a lot of guests that come on once a year because people email me and they say, hey, you know, can you bring, you know, uh, this guy back on to talk about, you know, Jim Binder with trapping. You know, everybody waits for him to come on. Right. And, and uh, Don Kirby with the, uh, you know, he, he's now working outside of the Wisconsin Waterfall Association. But it's that, that part that it's kind of built over the years and, and – uh, uh, it, what's really kind of funny about it is when I'm out on the floor, people approach me and they'll <laughs> go, hey, are you the guy that does that radio show? Yes. <laughs> and, and then they say, you don't look anything like your voice. <laughs> <laughs> no. And my response to that is, no, I'm a lot uglier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's kind of cool, and it's and it's for me, it makes me feel good about what I do because hopefully somewhere along the line I could have impacted somebody's life through the outdoors, which I think is really strong. Um, and to do that to get somebody exposed uh, to do something and, and i'll just cite one example is we had a person go through the learn to hunt turkey program which you and matt both of us are involved with that you do the kids i do the adults and we had a person come through that 
heard through the radio show through the program got involved in the program and now is a mentor oh that's so awesome. that's kind of cool, cool to see that yep. that progression of how people can take that and pass it on because i think what's important for all of us people who are outdoor people is that we continue to develop and pass on the stewardship of the outdoors uh and that's what my goal has always been with the radio show and, and it will continue to be that so um other than that it's just it's a lot of fun i mean i think pretty much everybody you've been on yep. and i think my first exposure to brian was on the show because your dad the Iditarod? Yeah, well no we, your no? dad would come on and we talk about the Iditarod and then um, Jim said to me, he goes, hey, I'd like to bring my son on and, and talk about fishing. And he it came on with your dad. And I tried okay. to look back in my log to figure out what date that was, but that's th- that was the first time really? I had met you. Yep. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, and your dad used to come on, and we'd talk about the Iditarod and um, get the excitement all pumped up for all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm still continuing to go on, and I I'm, I'm, will continue to do it as long as I'm having fun. So talk about what you know, what day and what time and where they can listen to it. Yeah, it's uh, every Wednesday night from 5 to 6 on 95.3. Uh, you can also uh, go on to iTunes and download the podcast. If you do miss, you can go back and listen to any of the uh, previous broadcasts. Uh, I think it goes back like a year and a half. used to go back a lot farther, but um, I don't think there's really any sense to have anything that goes way far back. Right. But anything that's, uh, that's new uh, and relative, you can go back and, and download this as well. And you can also go to the scorewi.com and uh, download them from there. You so said what time does it start? Five to six. Okay, every Wednesday. I'm, pu- I'm putting that on here so yep. people can. It is a live. Sometimes in. we do, uh, you know, tape some interviews based on people's availability and, and things of that nature. It's a rarity. Uh, we try to do as much of that stuff live as we can just to generate questions and interest and stuff because, uh, uh, like our Ask a Game monthly Ask a Game Board show, we usually get a lot of calls. Um, on that as well because there's so many changes going on within the the structure of uh, um, of the outdoor world that uh, it's good to have that out there. So what's tonight's show about? It's Wednesday. <laughs> Ask a game warden. <laughs> is it, is it really? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> wow. There you go. Yep. That worked out perfect. Yeah. And what's cool about that is I, um, my normal co-host is out on maternity leave, so I've got another young lady who is out in your neck of the woods in Winnicani, and uh, she's bringing in a – she brings in – they have new recruits. And it's it's a great opportunity for these new wardens to come in and get introduced to the people in the area, yeah. and we kind of get their background information. So we've got a new one of those coming in uh, tonight as well. So that's always kind of exciting. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. So if Fun. anybody has any questions, you can do they email them or how, what's the or could you just call, call in? Yeah, two eight one fifteen seventy or eight six 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 five three fifteen seventy. It's like you've done that. Before. I was gonna say that sounded <laughs> rehearsed. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> That just comes out like I'm in the grocery store. Right, right. And you're like, uh, did you find everything you need? Oh, 281 <laughs> 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 Oh, sorry. Very yep. nice. But, yeah, thank you for asking. It's uh, um, it's it's been it's a lot of fun, and, and it really uh, – And it is it is a good time when you're on the show. Mark does a great job. Oh, absolutely. It's like fun. Megan's been on the show. I've been on it. And Mark, just like we try to do with people here, he coaches you right through it. You know, you're a little, a little nervous at first, and all of a sudden Mark's just like – Next thing you know, your 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever is over with, and yeah. you're on to the next guest. So Yeah, yeah people always say, what are we going to talk about for an hour? And then we get there, it's like, geez, they only got well, through the first three items on my <laughs> list. <laughs> we always say the same thing here, and by the time Matt's done talking about bull hunting, it's 45 uh, minutes later. Yeah, and that's, that's just it. <laughs> Don't it's, hate, Brian. Don't hate. That's the fun aspect of doing something like this because – you talk about stuff that you're passionate about, and you get your you get your guests to I talk agree. about that. Yes. That transfers over to everybody else. And, right. and one of the other most common 
comments that I get emailed to me and, and said to me, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun. <laughs> I go, that's the key. Right. You Why do it fun? if Why you're not? Why are you not? doing it? Yep. You know, I, I mean, it shouldn't be, you know. That's what Brian says about this. If we start walking in the door and we're like, oh, we got to do this again, well, then, then it's we're going to come up with anymore. something else to do. Yep. Put, yep, you, back, put you in a warehouse. Put you in a warehouse, yeah. <laughs> pick all the packages. So Larry had a question. He says, "Does the, do cables have a stretch that lessen the performance? Um, you actually, as they stretch, yes. The, the strings and cables, as they start to stretch, it actually changes. Um, the axle to axle on the boat is no different than a vertical bow. But, yes, it will diminish, and what will happen is you'll lose your, your feet per second uh, and your performance. Okay. Yep. So typically if you do one, you do both. Yes. The whole set. And, right? Yeah. You and, do and the whole set. You yep. get that asked a lot. Oh, I need my string replaced. No, you don't. It's like replacing one tire on your car. <laughs> all of them have to be done at the same time right. so that it's properly timed and properly tuned yep. with all brand new material. There's exceptions to the rule. Like if there you, are. If it's a brand new bone, you cut it. I mean, then Correct. you can probably get away. But yep. at that point, it's just it's just a whole lot easier to do. And then it. we build those all in-house too, right? Oh, Correct. absolutely. Great quality too. And, I mean, especially and you get some custom colors and yep. some fancy looking stuff. And yeah, it's awesome now because our, our, we're not waiting on a turnaround time for three to five days to get a set of string of cables. I put the order in, Mike builds them, and I could realistically have them you know, uh, the same day if he's not busy. Otherwise, yep. it's, a, it's three days. And once I get them, it's an hour job to get it done and out the door. Yep. So that is a huge asset um, to have that stuff built right here within the, within the shop. So. so you've been doing Living the Outdoors for 10 years. Congratulations on Thank that. You. And you, how long have you worked for The Real Shot? Since day one. Mark <laughs> was the second guy I hired when I started this business. So and that's how long has The Real it Shot been, been in We opened in December of 2010. Yep. So he started, I think he started in July, June. Uh, I think my first. The uh, first start day was in uh, late August, August early September okay. when I started to put the assortments together. Because, I mean, this stuff just doesn't magically happen. It takes a while to build all this, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Mark Mark has been through every iteration that this business has been through since 2010. Right. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the way from the dimly lit uh, Oshkosh store and the dust and the noise and all the stuff. I mean, it's kind of not many people get an opportunity to do that in a business where right. you start from scratch and get to where we are now That's and i mean that is a it's a long road but the road is it, it's a it's like one of those rustic road trails you drive down and it's like god this is awesome <laughs> do you yeah. remember when they were building the tank the fish we had this huge aquarium in oshkosh which i personally miss i know justin hated well, let's it. get it i'm all for <laughs> it, it. Was, yeah. i'm it, all for it it was it was cool <laughs> and it's right it whatever should I have done it? No, but whatever. It was cool at the time. It was awesome. Yeah. But when they were building that, we were under a deadline trying to get the store open, you know, that type of thing. And remember all the plastic sheeting we had over? We had to, we had to lift the plastic sheeting to peg hooks and the dust. And then, oh, my God. Oh, it was man. Crazy. It was terrible. Well, yeah. that's like when this place was being built here for the longest time. Like, remember when they were doing all that construction in the warehouse? Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. it, we had to clean gondolas. Well, daily. Well, and then when this thing was getting built here, I remember Justin was sitting in the back. You guys were all front pegging. He was sitting in the back in a five-gallon bucket pegging Peg under it. the. Just, it was like this dark lit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there was like no lighting in there. It was kind of scary. And to, to see where we've went from that to oh. where we're moving towards now, and the gun cabinet being built. I mean, 
we've went. I mean, Mark, like I said, he's been here since day one. We've been through a lot in the last nine, yeah, ten years. Yeah, we 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 have, and it's all. And we're been still smiling most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all have our moments. I mean, you know, sometimes you want to sit in the corner and poke your eye out with a peg hook, but right. You know, the thing of it is, is that it's been, it's been such a. Uh, Pretty sure I found Justin sucking on a peg hook one time. Yeah, yeah, I, I did too, but I didn't want. Yeah, he was sitting in the corner sucking on a peg hook. He was just exhausted. Oh man, I'm just kidding. That it was, was a joke. It was actually at a trade show. He was, he said that I'm just gonna go in the corner and suck on a peg hook. <laughs> <laughs> now, real quick, you guys mentioned the gun counter. If you guys who are watching haven't looked at our Instagram lately, we just posted like the first photo we took of it being built and what it looks like now. And it looks really cool. Oh, it looks like, awesome. Oh, Steve's doing a great job getting that all laid out. Yeah. I like the uh, the overhang. It looks yeah. like a little hut, you know, like yeah. a house. And that was a and that was kind of a brainstorm solution to a couple problems we were having. Well, because yeah. that's for the yeah. lights, right? That's yeah, for yeah. the lights. Well, I walked in there and it looked really good. I'm like, how are we gonna light these? And we got 300 guns showing up. How are we gonna light these properly so it looks cool? I mean, <laughs> right. I want to look badass. Right? Yeah. I mean, got a lot of money going to this stuff. I don't want right. it to look just average. I want oh. to look badass. Right. It's, you look at it just the way it is right now, and it's not even completed. When the, when you see the whole package, you're gonna walk in there, and there's gonna be nothing like it. Well, and I think I think the guys that might have been a little upset because we shrunk the range from 50 down to 30. I see. I think they can start seeing what is happening now. Right. Like when we initially did it, and that. You couldn't, it was, you know, they didn't know what we were planning. Right. I think right. now that they can kind of see, oh, holy cow, that's a lot of guns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it is. And that's just the vertical guns, right? We yeah. don't even have the cabinets yet for the handguns yeah. and all that stuff. But now they can see that. You know, once we get the wall ripped out and it really opens the store up, I think guys are going to kind of, they'll start to see the vision a little bit more. And I think they're, I think it's going to be worth it for everybody. Oh, I think so. And I think the guys, uh, some of our regulars, are, are, you hit it right on the head, are like, oh. This is going to be a lot different. cooler than what I expected. Yeah, I think it's just different, you know. And well, then everybody understands why um, that that is. And at first there was, a you know, a little bit of, uh, um, you know, grumbling in regards to that. But, you know, hey, it is. And that's just an echo of what you guys did when I told you what I wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, those who okay. don't know how Brian operates, it's <laughs> 30 seconds before, hey, guys, we're going live, but I want all this changed. Good, good luck. You know, and shout out to Zach because he, that is today. Yeah. We've got I, – I, I never settle until I'm happy, and I think I might be getting sort of happy. Because <laughs> I just there. wasn't happy with how Zach was able to run the stream. I wanted to, to switch in between. If you watched the stream last week, there was a little delay between switching right. cameras. Well, I Every fixed camera that. had a delay. Everything was just right. – it was working, but it just wasn't, it wasn't where we wanted wasn't it to be. Right. It was the same way I do everything. It just wasn't perfect. Right. Right. So I found the solution to that, and there was a couple kinks, and luckily Zach was able to f get that going in about 20 minutes. 692 milliseconds. So you, That's you the change. That's all we got to know. You were the man back there, Zach. <laughs> Is that, that, so that 692 that. milliseconds between us having a delay and not having a delay wow. in audio and yeah, everything. He got it wow. fixed like That's that. Crazy. It was awesome. And he did it safely. He did, he did it, it safely. <laughs> he was safe. I didn't even hurt myself. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, that's a, I think that's a big testament to all you guys. So I really appreciate everybody that yeah. has put a lot of time in, especially Mark. You've been here. A lot of the guys that are here are because of Mark. Right. You're here because I'm of Mark. Here. Yep. Well, you're here because of me because I told Mark to get you <laughs> from a trade from that trade show. Still, still regrets that day. Well, I, you know, <laughs> but I mean, you know, Mark it made it, but Mark made it happen for me. Mark's yep. made a lot of stuff happen for me over the last nine years. So thank you very, very much. Oh, I mean, yeah. I couldn't I do this. With, I, words. I mean, I couldn't have done this without Mark for sure. There's thank no, you. Zero chance, yep. right? Appreciate zero that. chance. He yep. had a lot of the industry contacts, the custom service piece of the puzzle. I mean, the archery, archery. Um, uh, service work piece of that. Yep. I, mean, I came with a lot of fishing knowledge, but 
yeah. I don't I didn't know the archery world. I still don't really know the archery world as well as you guys do, and um, that's why I make sure I keep a lot of archery guys around. So right. yeah, I, and it's uh, we have a, we've assembled a, a really really good team. I mean, you're always striving to be better at what you do. If you don't do that, then you might as well just fold up and go home. Well, I agree. You always right. have to look for ways that you can get better. And, and I think how we've been able to, to develop and, and grow this business is our, is our customer service and how we treat people and our knowledge and things of that nature. And I think we've done a good job of, of getting the right people in the right place on the bus going the same direction. So, and I think that's critical in any business, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's it's really been not many people um, get to do what I've been able to do with Brian, and I'm I'm really honored to to have been a part of that because to see something start, you know, it's like having a child. Yeah, it really is. Yep. You know, the child is born. Hey, this is great. Oh, now they're up all night. <laughs> all this steady progression to all of a sudden now they want to drive the almost car. Out of diapers you're up now. all night. <laughs> Matt's almost out of diapers since day one. Nice. Yeah. It's okay. Wait. Wait to get to be my age, and you'll be back. You're yeah, back. But I mean, like the first, like when we moved from Oshkosh to this location, because we were picking up a couple brands that mm-hmm. one of the other vendors went out. We right. moved up here, found this location. I mean, I went on a tirade trying to find a place to put this store. Yep. I mean, if I don't, know if you probably remember that, but that's I do. Much, yeah. All I did for months was trying to figure out where we were going to put the store, and yeah. you ran the store in Oshkosh and all that. When when we got here and we hired Matt and we opened the doors in this place, I don't think any of us really knew. What was going to what was well, going to unfold? Especially too, because he opened it in August. Now, I just sent you a picture. I don't know if I you can't can... get it. It's from a private page, I think. It just goes oh, attachment from... unavailable. I wonder if I can change. So it. while while you're looking for that, um, Andy Andy uh, Waters wanted to know if we service Horton crossbows, and that's absolutely absolutely. Now they're yep. owned by Ten Point, correct? Yeah, Horton is uh, is uh, there's Wicked Ridge Ten Point and Horton. Now, now that does that fall underneath the Ten Point Service Center? Then it does. So we yep. can get all the parts, all yep. the stuff. So yeah, as long as it's a newer model. If it's an older one, right, I think I should. Um, then you may have some issues, uh, just because there aren't any parts available okay. for any of the right. older Horton bows. But anything that's newer, since Ten Point has taken on the Horton name, I can fix it. Okay, perfect. So there you go. There's your question, Andy. Thank you very much for Thanks, asking. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, good question. So what were you trying to share? I got. I found a newspaper article from when this store was just about to open. Oh, really? From the bus? Oh, from the paper? From the, yeah. I just found that the other day. And I'm, I'm like, trying to, I'm you're trying putting to, labels well, on. Well, while you're looking code. for that, I mean, we opened an archery store in August. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you opened an archery store in August. It was not probably August. the smartest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was just a full – well, you know, if you're familiar with the Appleton layout, there's nothing on this side of town. Right. We are it. And now yep. with the firearm additions, there's no reason to drive to the other side of Appleton no, anymore. Right. We have uh, all of it. Yep. Correct. So uh, when we opened that thing, I mean, there was a lot of people here who were like, oh, great, archery shop right next to my house. Here we go. <laughs> right. And it was just a flood. I mean, Mark and Matt were here countless hours in the morning trying to keep balls up and running. And it was Dude, we, we, I don't know if we left. <laughs> you know, though, with this location. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it was uh, – we had no clue. We knew we were going to get bombarded just for the simple fact. I don't know if we knew it was going to be like but that, not, though. But not to that extent. And, and – uh, we kept our head above water. I think we got a little, little testy there at the end because I mean, it just—it's it, just—it no, it was nonstop. The reason—the reason I brought that up is that you've always tackled any task I've ever given you, Mark. And the reason that we're able to now get into guns and have the show and do all these things is because we made that—we survived that initial yep. onslaught. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, a no, lot of a lot true. of places could have possibly folded in that environment. It was really hectic. It was chaotic. I yeah. mean, between me trying to keep the fishing thing going and you guys with the art, the service things. I mean, it could have went really badly if we didn't have a good system and ha- be able to track the service orders and mm-hmm. the customer service aspect. Yep. And, and yep. obviously, we brand new store everything wasn't perfect right away so i mean mm-hmm. dealing with unhappy customers once in a while if it was due to you know a, a process issue or whatever and we've worked yeah. our way through a lot of oh, that yeah. but yeah, we wouldn't be sitting at this table right now having this conversation if you guys you two primarily wouldn't have figured out a way to make that happen so that's yeah uh, it, it was a it was a it, it's a commitment but you know when you when you're into something and and you know it's in the best interest, you do what you need to do to get it done, and that that pays off somewhere down the line. It just well, does. I think we're here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, take a look at that uh, where we've come, and you know how many people that are now within the organization making it kick. You know, I mean, you got your own social how media many people, department. How many people did we have when we well, when we first started? Obviously, it was you and me. But I have to I mean, like when we opened the store, what was it, like seven? Oh yeah, I think it was maybe. Uh, Justin, myself, Jeff, you, and then I think we had a couple of part-timers. Right. No, and but then, I mean, like, when we started the Appleton East store here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously back then it was a lot yep. smaller. Yeah, it was, there was. That was back when I still knew how to yep. run the register. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's all total, I think there were, like, five or six of us when here. When we opened this one. Yep. Now we're at 22. Yeah. Holy man. Now yep. we're at 22 people as of we got. I mean, we've got full-time people just doing data entry on new product editions right. just to try to keep the website up to date. Well, I know. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's amazing to see the um, the logistical things that have gone into actually get this thing to, to hum the way that it does. There's so much e-commerce. more behind the scenes now. Well, and now with this huge, well, and you're, you're feeling the full brunt of the inventory uh, expansion, mm-hmm. going from, say, $400,000 of inventory to $2 million. <laughs> right? I mean, it's a... That's not a small feat on all fronts, mm-hmm. product creation, peel creation. Just what do you buy? I mean, mm-hmm. right? What do the customers want? And then now we got to mer- – now it's all here. Now we got to merchandise it. Right. Got to get pictures taken for the web. We got – you know, and I think a lot of the, the Great Lakes customers after the um, merger with Angler's mm-hmm. Avenue, a lot of that stuff's showing up on the floor now, and there's a little bit of pain within that, that segment because it's taken us a while to get all that online. Yeah. But, I mean, you're talking – I mean – the Great Lakes assortment we have now is as big as our entire inventory used to be as a whole in right. Oshkosh. Right, it's right. a huge assortment. Just one category. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yep. So, we're, I mean, we're working our way through all of that, and I think it, I think the end product's going to be awesome because mm-hmm. that's tra- how we try to do things. Yep. But, I th- you know, there's a little bit of growing pains here while we – I mean, it's a massive expansion that we're working on here. Yep. I mean, just yeah. massive. Yeah, I mean, when – Well, not uh, to mention, you just meant – what did you say the other day? We got 130-some guns showing up this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that this – oh, man, I, mean, I forgot so about that. Not so, only yeah. are we trying to put, you know, all this Great Lake stuff on, oh, by the way, we got a whole other new business for starting at the same time. That's just how I roll. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it proposes challenges, but, you know – um. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty fortunate guy on, on on a lot of respects, but I think I'm fortunate to have the the support of the staff that I have on the floor right now. Yeah. Um, including Steve. Um, Steve and I go back. We've got quite a history. He was basically my product specialist and my right hand person when I was at Gander. So he understands what my expectations are, and he knows what he needs to do to get it done. And I could not do it without him. And uh, you know, it's just his knowledge and his experience and his willingness to say, hey, you know what, Mark, don't worry about that. Give it to me. I'll take care of it. Yep. And that allows me the freedom to still be able to do what I need to do on the floor and work on the crossbows and keep that humming. Right. right. Um, you know, like I alluded to earlier, there's some newer guys on the floor. They're still becoming acclimated to what we do here in yep. our procedures and 
and things of that nature. And then on top of that, you had the expanded um, inventory and, and the changing and in, in inner work. So I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty fortunate guy to have the people that I that I have that uh, support me and allow me to continue to do what I'm doing. Now, so wasn't right there now. an agreement with you and Steve when you, like, back when you guys both worked for Gander? Yeah. Wasn't there some kind of an agreement that, like, if you ever left, you were supposed to take him with you? Yeah, and he got really mad at me. Right, right. <laughs> well, uh, no, but talked to me for a while after right. that. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it, it, it happened. Yep. Maybe maybe what your response should have been, well, we never set a timeline, okay? Right, so. that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we talk about that. We just talked about it the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, it took, it, it, it took you a while, but here we are. You know, See, we in my defense, back. I've been pushing for firearms since probably day one, and I had a lot of, you know, hey, wait, no, maybe not, I don't know, not right timing and all that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. Right. So, Steve, when you listen to this, it was not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nor, nor was it Mark's. Come no, on, I'm now. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know, kidding. but it's it's the perfect time for it, right? Oh, now. I agree. It yeah, is the perfect time. It, it is. I think it's a, the, one of the last pieces of the puzzle to, to put into place to make us that destination here. Yep. Well, we have it all um, now. In northeast Wisconsin. And so. that's been our number one question forever. You know, do you sell firearms? Do you have ammo? Right. I mean, it's been number one since day one in Oshkosh has been that, yep. that question. So right. I think if we would have done it at any other time other than right now, though, I don't think we would have been able to facilitate I, it. I blame right. it on the logo. The logo always had a crosshair on it. It did. I always thought before we were announced we were getting guns, it should have been if you were going to change it, you should have put like a three pin. For, for bows? Yeah. yeah for, but now it worked out. Or with crossbows, but anyways. Yeah. I was, uh, I was looking so at So real quick. Bit. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break in here real quick. So. Uh, number one with uh, Larry's question. He asked, what's with that little uh, cute little bike in the background? That's actually how Matt gets to work. <laughs> he rides that to work every day. With flat like, tires. Flat <laughs> tires? He's got he's to deflate the tires for the snow. Oh, do you well, think he a little looks bit so better good. Track. Yeah, so, so I was going to say. got to stay in shape. We're, we're in the process of making a weight loss fitness challenge here in the oh, store. Geez. We're not sure what we're going to do yet. So. <laughs> I'm going I'm to bail on that one. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually going to try because like, I could definitely use it. So yeah, me too. I think we should. This would be it, awesome. Larry did want to uh, give you a huge shout-out, Mark. He says, uh, is the best hands down, always makes everyone feel welcome, and his archery knowledge is priceless. So getting some – Thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> that. That's, yeah. that's, that's the kind Larry of stuff, Eaton. Yep. You know, that's the kind of stuff when people tell you that. It, it, it just comes full circle that, you know, all the hard work and the long hours and, and the busyness and stuff like that, when somebody just steps up and says, hey, you know what, it's you're doing a great job. Yep. And, um, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, that uh, that means a lot, it, it, particular to me. So real quick to go off of that, I just want to go on a personal sidetrack here to uh, go along with that is, Brian, you are football-minded like crazy, okay? And you call audibles all the time. I did coach literally football for all the 10 time. years. I mean, literally it'll be five five minutes before we're going to do something. You're like, you know what, we're doing it totally different. And it's, it's great, though, because usually we have the right people well, to pull it off. Well, between me and you, we usually pull it off. Right. Yeah. Well, we've, we, we think on the same wavelength yep. a lot of the time. Thank but you. what I've noticed just as being the new guy around here and seeing the way that the team is built and the way that the, the audibles are called and the way that we're moving is there's a very huge difference between the way we operate versus anywhere I've ever worked. Because anywhere else that I've ever been, you just stick somebody in the job they applied for, that's it. And if it doesn't work out, it's either they just suck at their job and you ignore it, or you fire them or they leave. Here it's, okay, you're dedicated, right? There's an I, there's an insane amount of dedication from the crew here. I mean, absolute. I've never seen a more dedicated staff. That comes from my staff. football background, too. Right. <laughs> but I've never seen a more dedicated <laughs> staff ever. <laughs> But we used to have to do wind sprints in the parking. Right? <laughs> were, you, were you guys doing suicides too? Yeah, like, if, if yeah. we have to start doing suicides, I am not. I'm done. I'm Fitness out. Fitness challenge, dude. You just said you're in. <laughs> Maybe. 
But no, I mean, with all the dedication and the amount of times that you personally put into trying to figure out what the right fit is for everybody, I think that's why there's such a successful staff is because everybody's happy doing what they're doing. Everyone's dedicated to the name, the brand, and, you know, realistically to you that I don't think you've ever really done anyone wrong. And, well, from what I've seen, I don't try know. To. But, I try not to. But you know what I mean is you just – I don't know. You've got we've got a good leader here, and we've definitely got a good staff, and it just it makes it work. Yeah. Tell me to get it get it off. <laughs> Zach, your nose is a little brown. <laughs> but it's true. It's it's I, real fact. It is. It is. I wouldn't be saying it on camera if it wasn't. Right. It's not all I am. Oh, for thank you very much. Right. Right. That review is coming up pretty yeah. quick. <laughs> See, the thing about that is, I think I handle his review, right? Yeah, you so, do. Well then. But no, um so I got a couple questions for you, Mark. Um so obviously we're getting guns in. Now I wanted to know besides I'm helping pick the guns, now I I'm I'm not sure how to phrase this question in a in a good way, but so like your your hunting adventures, you're a big upland bird hunter mm-hmm. and you're a big turkey hunter and all that kind of stuff. The question I have is what how by you doing that, how is that gonna reflect into our gun assortment, our hunting assortment from here on out with that kind of product product that you're you know, you're gonna recommend and you're gonna mm-hmm. bring in for that your you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, answer I think, that question. I think you know, <laughs> oh, with with People all the the, <laughs> the opportunity. <laughs> God dang it! I just can't. Some days, where's, Mark. Where's Justin? Where's some Justin? days, Mark. I guys? just can't. I guys? just can't. Oh my God! I'll rescue you. Anyway, yeah, rescue. Me. Thank um, you, Mark. You know, the the thing of it is, is that you know, again, going back to having the opportunity um, to get exposed to that. And Steve was basically uh, my mentor when I took over the gun department. Um, and taught me now how that's going to be reflected in how I sell people guns. I'm going to share with them my experiences, but they're going to have to tell me what their application is. Yep. You know, certain guns are going to be good for certain applications. You know, you have uh, three inch waterfowl guns or you need a, a, a you, you, you want to go a little bit more traditional and go with an over and under or side by side for, for upland game for grouse and woodcock. Uh, you want a 10 gauge or a three and a half inch for goose hunting. You know, a, a lot of that's based on your application. I'm the kind of guy that, you know, I'm, I want to get to know the customer a little bit more and say, okay, what what are your what are your interests? And I've got multiple shotguns, but for the most part, I can hunt everything uh, with one gun. Okay. But, you know, I've got my favorite that I love for grouse hunting. It's got a 26 inch improved cylinder barrel. It's an old uh, Remington 1100. Before they had choke tubes, you have to actually replace the barrel on the gun. Really? It's heavy. It's a boat anchor. But I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Did Re- you? Replacing yeah. a barrel? Yeah. Yeah. You've got like a, a whole barrel instead of just the chokes? Yeah. Yep. No. 30 inch wow. bolt, 28 inch modified, 26 improved cylinder. And uh, number number six, high power, high brass is the best. That combination has put hundreds of grouse on the ground. Really? Wow. Yep. And it's a, it's so beat up. The finish is gone. Um, it's just, it, it, but it's one of my favorite guns and I've been able to maintain it and keep it working properly for right. boy i want to say 30 plus years maybe 35 years Holy I've had that man. Gun. now i have a browning maxis which i love that gun took right. me a while to learn how to shoot it i had to shim it a little bit to get it to shoot properly for me i've had a benelli super black eagle um, i've had a lot of different guns but i think well, sometimes you have to look at at, at what's going to feel comfortable to you and and what's your application some people will buy brand specific that's great 
And that's why we'll have Benelli, Beretta, Remington, um, you know, CZ, all of these options. We're going to have something for everybody. Sh- shim it. What do you mean by They're that? They're shims that can go on the back of the stock to actually move it so it fits you better. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. hmm. I didn't know that either. Between him and Steve, I learned gun stuff every oh, day. Oh, it's amazing. I didn't even well, know that some of the stuff existed. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even. I, I was like, shit. A lot of this gun stuff's way in the back of my head here. I got <laughs> to start bringing it forward. Out. I'm struggling because there's not much room left in here anymore. Right. You know, right. this old information has to somehow translate and replace the new stuff. But the roads are getting dirty. Ta- up. Talk about yeah, that for a second, yeah. though. Like, what are you noticing on a gun where you you have to shim it? Like, I right away, I think of like a bull grip. You know, obviously, if you have a high Same grip, principle. bull grip. Same principle. Yep, they they give you these shims that you can put in there to be a little bit shallower, just on how you position you hold the gun. Huh. It it can it can truly make a difference. I thought it was a bunch of hooey. Sounds a good, great doing. topic for a whole other show. It does. Yeah, I I, I mean I'm that's astonished by it. Write really. it down. Yeah, you get uh you get somebody in here that you only had a laptop. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah in in you know as far as shooting rifles, I'm a muzzleloader guy. I love shooting my yep. muzzleloader. I've transferred over to that. I don't. I think I have a twenty two. Um, Rimfire left, but I don't. I shoot my muzzle loader. Yep. Carl Carl Lidke transferred me over to that, and made me become a junkie on that. So I like the one, one shot, one kill type deal. Yes. Well, it's very yeah. close I, to I an totally archery. Agree. Yep. yep. More you, of a challenge. You, you can modify your loads a little bit. You can use pellets. You can use powder. Your grain weight and your bullets. Finding out what shoots best. Mine, my uh, Thompson Center shoots best when it's dirty. When it's at about four or five shots through it, tough to get the bullet down the barrel. But it shoots great when it's dirty. I shoot it clean. It's all over the place until it gets dirty. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. That's interesting. Yep. What about the uh, the waterfall? You're a big waterfall guy. How is that going to translate to what the products we carry? Oh, I mean, it's it, there's so much. Again, going back to the Browning Maxis and some of the Winchesters. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of three and a half inch guns out there. I, to me, honestly, um, I, I think that's kind of a a little bit more than what you need to shoot. I mean, it's going to pound you up. Even some of the the high-end fast loads, the Remington fat, uh, um, hypersonics and stuff like that, I mean, they beat you up on a 3-inch. Yep. You just have to, uh, you know, figure out what are you shooting, you pass shooting, are you shooting over decoys, are you jump shooting. To me, you need to vary your loads based upon that. If you're if you're pass shooting, you know, big Canada's, fine. You know, 3.5 inches is going to be good. If you're jump shooting, your birds are typically going to be pretty close to you, yep. um, so you don't need a, a, a three and a half inch gun. Three inch number fours. Uh, if I'm hunting like on in the Bay of Green Bay or Lake Winnebago, <laughs> it, it's number two hypersonics. You <laughs> know, you <laughs> got to have something fast and something heavy because those birds are they're, they're thick. They're, well, and they're moving too. Yeah, they're they're cruising. Yeah. You've ever uh, do you duck hunt much? No, I, I used to duck hunt a lot in college. If you're ever past shooting divers. They're tough, hardy critters, and mm-hmm. they are moving. Mm-hmm. You I, have you done that layout? But no, I've never did the layout thing. You were telling me about <laughs> some a, of those. I'm addicted. It's like bird crack. How close is it to like I've done the you know floating with the lines out in Lake Michigan before? Mm-hmm. I've done that. Is it similar? But you're lower in the water. Yeah, you're low profile. So I mean, your your distance between you and the water is about 14 inches. That's awesome. <laughs> and you're laying flat into something that looks like a UFO. You're actually laying down, and your your gun is facing out, and you're sitting in this in this boat. And these decoys are set up uh, right on a line, right? Yeah, your your opening is right down in front of you, and they're set up on both sides. Now, if these guys know what they're doing and they set you up properly, these birds are going to come right down the center. I was going to say they come right at you. Right? They come right at you, yeah, and awesome. you're looking at them and go, "Here they come! Here they go!" Oh. 
We used to. You got to get on them faster. Whoa. They're gone. See, we used Especially to do that. Bluebills. Yeah, we used to do that on Lake Michigan mm-hmm. for all the big divers out there, and we'd yeah. put a gray tarp over, and the ducks would actually think it was an island because yeah. we'd have the decoys drifting around behind the boat. We're just drifting out in 200 feet of water, really, out off of Manitowoc or two rivers, and the ducks would just they'd circle the boat like an island. Yeah, it, it, it's <coughs> a lot of fun in, in numbers of birds and species. That's a riot. It's. It, it, I, I've actually. I kind of miss doing it. I just. My buddy, I, my buddy, well, my buddy Travis, smallmouth crush guy, we're going to get him in here and whatever. I used, him and I used to duck hunt all nonstop. That's all we did. Yeah, it, it is a, it's a great sport. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've kind of taken a step back for the last couple of years from, from bow hunting, even though it's still that it's my passion. But I actually started um, my hunting career, if you will, by grouse hunting and hunt ducks. So I'm kind of going back to that now. Maybe call it a middle middle age crisis or uh, who knows what it is, but you kind of you, you get a little bit older. You want to go back and and kind of revisit some of those things that you really enjoyed when you were younger. Yeah. You know, maybe for five minutes it makes me feel a little bit younger, yeah, right, right. but it does bring back a lot of really good things that happened to me during my life, like hanging along around with my buddies and you know waiting for, watching the storm fronts to come in when they've got a big northwest wind that's pushing a, a you know behind a storm and. Oh, I'm not gonna make it to school today. <laughs> Work's not in the cards, and yeah. we we've done it and got on it and just had some of the best hunting, um, hunting days when the you know because those winds will bring down a lot of fresh birds. Yep. And and uh, just being able to do that, watch the weather and stuff, and it just brings that back a little bit, and uh, you know get 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 involved. And obviously, you know some of the decoys and things that they make well, nowadays see, I, are incredible. And when, as soon as we brought the Rambo bikes in, I noticed that's when you started. You started. I think it kind of opened up some of that mm-hmm. grouse woods to you yeah. again that maybe you weren't able to get right. to, yeah. like like in the past or whatever. And that's yep. kind of – I almost saw it. I don't know if it was related or not. Maybe you were going down that road already. Maybe that the bikes just kind of accelerated mm-hmm. it. But the, once yeah, we got no. those, that's when Mark started bow hunting a little bit, less and less and less, <laughs> and did a little more <laughs> grouse and duck hunting because you had the ability to get back in there now with that bike. Right. Well, that bike, I mean, it's – I was able to get back this last October. I took some – some time off and went up north and grouse hunted when nobody was around and i took that rambo bike and got you know like eight miles back off the roads way back in there kind of way back in there scary i don't yep. you're getting in all these different areas and you know fortunately i have onyx hunt so i know where the heck i'm going but um getting back into areas that people don't hunt because they can't they, number one they can't get back to them with the atv or a car because it's like a, it's not even a two track right it's like a, a single logging trail that's overgrown um, and then having the ability to, uh, now that they made a kayak trailer for that bike, I can get back to some areas where nobody goes because you'd have to physically portage back there yep. or drag it back in. So, um, yeah, that Rambo bike has been. Some of the pictures you post on your Facebook page of when you're up there grouse hunting are just oh, awesome. I mean, I desolate. I love that. Uh, it was, I, that's you've how seen it a lot started. of birds up there too, right? I saw a lot this year, and I think I attribute that to, number one, um, they weren't hunted. Uh, absolutely. You know, and I think those birds, they, they – they transition out of specific habitat when the leaves come down, you know, because they're they're more susceptible to predation. Yep. So I think they move to those edges, of the heavy cedar swamps, but they still have to have aspen trees. You have to have those five to ten year aspen trees because they eat the buds off the trees. Buds. Yep. And that's their habitat, but they they have a tendency to move into that. And and, and I don't think they're any different than any other migratory bird. They'll they'll move into that habitat in numbers. Oh. And, uh, um, you got to figure that out, and then a lot of people don't hunt without a dog. I shoot more birds, um, just walking real slow, real slow, and walk into the wind. They can't hear you. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Never would have thought for a bird you would have to think that much about it, you know. But I, I don't, I don't upland bird hunt ever. So, right. if you had a great, I mean, yeah, grouse are they're, they they call turkeys thunder chickens. No, well, I've heard them drumming in the spring. That's super cool, you know. Be all turkey hunting and yep. you hear them do their their little mating dance. But yeah, it's a it's a, they, and they they come off of the ground and they're gone in an instant. So, so shooting them, you gotta you gotta be ready to go. You have to really be prepared. Uh, because when they when they burst up off the ground, it's almost like your gun's pointed four feet in front of them. Wow! And that's no, because if you start shooting at them, you'll never hit them. Yeah, way behind them. You got to almost shoot and let them fly into the pattern. <laughs> wow! So besides the the guns and the firearms, you know, mm-hmm. and all the things, this is what I was trying to get into. The products we're also going to carry. We're going to have a great selection of decoys. Yeah, eventually we're going to work right into that, and I think we're going to take advantage. I think what, what Brian has built this business on is take advantage of the passion that, of the guys that are here yep. in the store and let them work with the with the products that they, they know they can sell yep. and they know work and they know that they're quality. And, and yeah, I think we're going to work right towards that, and um, there's several of uh, Andy's another big waterfall hunting guy. So, yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to work into that um, and, and develop Upland that. as well? Like, oh, sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. We'll have the we'll have the loads for that. Uh, um, we'll have hunting vests and and eyewear, um, and and all that kind of uh, kind of thing that's going to work towards that. But I'm looking forward to getting those people in who have maybe never grouse hunted before or are just starting to do that, yeah. and I can share some stuff with them. Yeah, is it? There is an art to it. It's just not like walking out in the woods with Hansel like Hansel and Gretel looking for breadcrumbs. You know, I mean, right. there is. Uh, there is a, a, a kind of a science to do it if you understand the habitat and the bird itself. Yep. Um, uh, another question I have for you is I always talk, hear you talking with guys about the uh, – you, you have a good selection of uh, animal mounts at your house. Mm-hmm. You're always looking for another kind of duck or goose or something like that. What's, what's the target now? What are you, what's the one you really want to get? Well, I'm after, I'm after two. Um, Number one is a pintail, but unfortunately here in Wisconsin, you don't get them plumed out. You've got to <laughs> go. Shot, I shot one in like the 10 years I duck hunted. I yeah. shot one. You're lucky why, to get why, it. Why are they not plumed out? Because they're just, when they, by the time that they migrate through here, uh, a lot of the birds don't get plumed until later in the season. Oh, okay. So, you know, your mallards will be plumed. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I've shot um, quite a few birds. It's a rarity. Teal typically are not fully plumed. Huh. Uh, but you you are you can be lucky enough to get an adult bird that that's several years old that will have full plumage. Oh wow! And, I'm looking uh, up a picture here. Yeah, of pintails them. are cool because they got they got the, the the transitional colors from the head to the white to the back to the sprig in the back and. So are yeah, these yeah. the way they look when they're? This is the way you want that's one to look. That's a fully plumed bird. Yep. Yeah. When they get when they they call that a sprig on the back when that gets to be three four inches long, eh, you got a pretty good bird. Oh man. Yep. So yeah, that and uh, I've shot a lot of snow geese, but I've shot blue blue geese, but they weren't mountable. Oh, okay. You know, snow but blue goose is just basically a color variation of a snow goose. So um, I, I've, I've done that, and we don't uh, get those around here much, do we? Um, not much, but the one that I did, one of the ones that I shot, I actually shot across from the prison in in Oshkosh. Oh wow. Uh, there was a, a flock of them there. I had permission to Canada goose hunt there, and there was a flock of eight to ten of them that I'd been watching. And I actually went uh, there on a Thanksgiving morning. It was still gun season, and uh, put my decoys out because you can waterfall hunt during the gun season. Yep. And I was lucky enough to get uh, four of that eight close enough, and I actually shot the one. 
Red Simpson mounted it oh, wow. from Winnicani. He actually had to custom build the head. He said that was the biggest snow goose he had ever seen. Hmm. It's, really? It's another half size bigger than the other ones that I have. So, so is this this is the blue goose? That's a blue goose, yep. They actually got the white head that gradiates down into the grayish. They actually look blue huh. when you when you get close to them. So, yeah, the aviary in my house, is, I got room for a few more. So. Uh, <laughs> How does Mary Ann feel about that? Oh, she loves them. <laughs> she goes, that's pretty cool, isn't it? For those of us who have taxidermy, yeah. it's like a it, it's a time machine. I can look at every deer, every duck, every goose, every grouse pheasant that I have mounted. I know exactly what happened. Yep. And and it takes you back in that that point in time. It's like I remember exactly. Yep. You know, the dog did this, or That's I. That's a good did way that. to put it. I've never thought about yeah. that, but it's hundred percent true. It, yep. it really is. And you know, you can sit and I'm sure you look in oh, your yeah. office and you go, I know exactly when I arrow. You know, that a whole deer. scenario. I know mm-hmm. the every deer I've shot. When now that you say that, I know the whole season. <laughs> Ten years ago, I remember the entire season just thinking about the one. Can't moment. remember birthdays or anniversaries, no. but I can tell you where I was. Priorities, I man. First, Priorities. Yeah, my first, my first doe and my first buck. Right? I know exactly. But you know the whole yeah. story, of the whole thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and it's it's you're always, you know, um, uh, reliving that. You know, so that's it, actually that's really smart. I put you can't put a price tag on that stuff, right? You cannot. So the next time you're spending five hundred bucks on your head mount, hey, hey, can't, can't buy this when I'm yeah. old. I'm gonna remember this right. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yep. precisely. It, it's more, much more than just being a a trophy on the wall because some of the deer I've shot are not monsters, but you know what? It was one of the best experiences. Yeah. You know, and I don't gauge myself as a hunter by how big the deer I shoot. Yeah, have I been lucky and shot some big deer? Yeah, I have. But you know what? I killed. My last trip to Iowa, I killed probably one of the smallest deer I ever had in my life. But you know what? I I was proud to put my hands on that deer. Yep. It was it was awesome, just awesome. Yeah, for those who have been in the store, you have one of the deer. It's hanging in your office now. Mm-hmm. But you shot that in Iowa. How big is that deer? Uh, he's net net one fifty five, but he's like one seventy one seventy three gross. Is that the <laughs> Druic one? The Druic. Yeah, buck, he's yeah. really cool looking. Yeah, yeah. he's he yeah, that I can. Here we go. Yep. Hey, remember that story? Can I tell it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we want to okay. hear this. Well, story. why don't we we'll wrap up the show then on the story here? Yeah, How about yeah. That? All right. Well, because if you don't want me to, I don't have no, no, no. no. We story want, time. We want to hear this. It's story time. This wrap is like this, this. 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 Uh, I want to hear one it. of In my depth. best. These are the best parts. Yes. It. It. I drew my tag, and it, it snowed about three inches on the ground. In Iowa. In, in Iowa. Yep. <clears throat> and he calls me, and he goes, "Oh, the deer are moving." He goes, "I got the perfect spot for you." So I got in there on Saturday night, hunted, saw a nice ten pointer. Went back in there the next morning, and uh, it was a, I talk about this, it's like the perfect, it's got five draws that comes into one, it's a big saddle that drops down into a ditch that goes about two miles. <laughs> it's the perfect spot for these deer to travel, because they can come through that ditch, get up on the top of that saddle, and they expose themselves, then they're back down in the ditch. So anyway, I'm sitting, I'm <clears throat> I get up in a tree, and I'm pulling my, my bow up, and it's just starting to get light, and I just about get my, my gun up to the, to the tree, well, here come three bucks. And one of them's big. So this is muzzleloader season. No, this is second gun season so, okay, in yeah. Iowa. And and here come these three. There's a there's a, a, a big twelve pointer, an eight pointer, and a little dinky one. And I'm trying to pull my gun up, and they're 15 yards away from me. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. All of a sudden, the two, the eight pointer, twelve pointer, start fighting. So I'm like this to pull my gun up. <laughs> I'm trying to load shells in it. Well, the eight pointer, he spots me. Boom, off they go. I'm like, well, that's. Right. This is really good. You know, 45 minutes later, here comes this deer, and he comes up the ditch from my left, and I go, this is going to be absolutely perfect. As long as he stays on track, he's going to come right up 
He got in that saddle 45 yards, and he stood there. I didn't even have to hesitate. I put the crosshairs on him, and boom, it was it was all over. He ran about 30 yards, ran smack dab into a tree, and just <coughs> dropped. Oh, my God. And I'm, I – I mean, I get excited in, in, because if you don't, stop doing it. Right. And I sat in that tree. I, w- I was shaking. I'm putting the glasses, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even believe <laughs> that that just happened. You and were in it, a stand an hour. Yeah, I was in a stand an hour. And, and uh, it was, uh, I got down, and I put my hands on him, and I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous no crown no ground shrinkage no actually i think he he grew when he hit the tree <laughs> I, almost looked like one of the branches got stuck in his head but i wonder you know, i wish we had a picture of i was him gonna right say now, i'm trying to get some really cool on, uh keep if you yeah, just keep it, talking for a second yeah it was uh he's, got, he's almost i don't want to say palmated but he's got a little bit of that his he he's carries really, he's that, very unique yeah he carries that mass all the way through um the top of his antlers is the one is the one beam is 27 some inches long it's 23 inches wide he's just split brow tine a kicker a sticker he just has everything that you would want in a in a really cool looking deer yeah he's very unique yeah it, it's what's really funny is i called my buddy i'm like hey i got a deer down he goes you shoot that 12 pointer I'm like no i said i shot i shot a nice 10 pointer okay i'm coming well, he comes up and backs his truck up in there. You should have seen a look on his face. Oh, I got him, Matt. I, oh, I, you I, found it? I just remembered he sent it to me in an email. Oh. He said, I've seen a lot of big deer. And he said, I've shot a lot of big deer. But he said, that is that is nice. That is nice. So that, you know, that was probably one of the uh, one of the highlights. Look at that. Oh, there it is. There he is. Oh, man. <laughs> and you don't look a day older. Oh, <laughs> I can't see my hair. That's what I got a hat on. <laughs> But I see. I did still have a little. I wasn't always totally gray. I had a little. Right. I had a little right. bit of black. Yeah, that's there, a monster. Yeah. I just. I love how tall he is. Yes. Right. A lot of deer get wider. Look at the He's bases. just so tall. The bases. A deer with character. You found it. Yeah. He had everything. I mean, you you take a look at the the, the main beams and nothing's even. No. At all. Um. You know, and how high the brow tines are actually up on his rack and. Yeah. It was. Uh, Needless to say, it was probably one of the most fun rides home oh. um, <laughs> the, in my hunting career. Do you career. even remember the ride home? You're oh. just floating the whole way. I'm driving and people are, eh, 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 eh. I had a guy, I was taking it over here to Cedar Creek. They have it processed and okay. have it caped out because I knew the guy there. Yep. And I trusted him to cape it. The guy got off on the highway and followed me all the way to Cedar Creek. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, that's the biggest deer I, I've ever seen. And he goes, you, you know, he just wanted to put his hands on it, you know, and, and so it, the one uh, thing I really like about that deer, though, I mean, think of all of the, um, well, even on your shirt, like the Real Tree logo or any of those brands that have antlers incorporated into the logo, they're always that big, perfect, almost a heart yes. shape. Yeah. Yep. And that those antlers are literally that perfect, just heart-shaped, yep. wonderful. That is a spectacular deer. Yeah, he, it was a nice deer. It was, uh, And he was big, just ginormous. Well, the best part about that is I think you had that deer aged. And mm-hmm. I, I, we get that question a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. that's got to be this old. How? So you thought that deer was how old when you shot it? I thought he was four and a half to five and a half based on, number one, his antler growth, and number one, uh, number two, his body size. I had three different biologists look at it. I still have the jaw. They aged him at three and a half. That was it? Yeah. Three and a half? I would have thought five for sure just looking right? at him. What no, are they right? putting in his food? Well, it's, well part of that's Iowa. Iowa. Well, I would warmer season. It's more growing season, all that stuff. Exactly. You got you have, food don't have everywhere. The winter. You have plenty of food. You don't have the harsh winters. Yep. Um, and genetics. Yes. 
you know, and I mean the genetics down there uh, are, are are just stupid. I just hope that you know they uh, um, they don't. There's a couple places there where they don't allow any hunting at all, and there's just like thousands of deer. Oh man, so yeah. You, oh man, I wish I had that other picture. You sent me that one from that. What is it? That college or whatever you said? Where that? Oh, the video. Oh, that giant. Yeah. There is a giant just chasing does. Yep. Yeah. That thing was huge, and it's an area where you can't hunt these deer. Yep. I don't, I don't know. Two, yeah. Two. That's a non-typical. Well over. Was 200 that from inch. the same place in Iowa that you hunt? Yeah. Same oh, okay. area, but farther north. It's it's uh, um. The, they call them the Maharishis. It's a, actually it's a, it's a they have their own college and and everything right there, um, and they don't allow any hunting on any of this property at all. I think and when I went down with you that time, that your guide buddy took me on a little trip of that spot. Yeah, yeah they had all their it. own housing and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have nuts. all their own stuff. And, it's uh, nuts. Yeah, we saw some giants when I went yes. with them. Yeah, there are some really big deer. Right, <laughs> really big deer. But yeah, I was totally surprised. To this day, I still don't believe it. But if you look at his, it's his on your jaw. wall, dude. You should believe it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've well, seen it. I look at it all the time. The age of it. Oh, There's right. No yeah. way. There's no way oh, you believe hey. that deer is only three and a half. I, I still don't believe it. But that's what I had three different guys check us, at it. Three different guys all thought the same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get a fourth opinion. Yeah, <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> I I'm just kidding. I wouldn't. So, but yeah, it. Uh, it that's fantastic. Definitely, uh, definitely ranks up there as is uh, one of the top ones so right awesome very well, cool let's kind of well, wrap her up huh? yeah i think it's about time we've been run, rolling for over an hour and a half now um Jeez. yeah i it, told it gets you it's easy so to easy talk. to it talk it is especially when you talk about stuff you like to do yep i think yeah. that my favorite part is i mean besides a little bit of addressing the audience i mean it, your people are literally just watching us have a conversation yep mm-hmm. that's literally it yep. it has nothing to do with anything else so yep. No, I think if we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, Matt, you want to give your little spiel and I'll do mine. And Well, I just want people to know that if they have any questions for you on anything at all, they can always reach you at the store number, 920-750-6140. Absolutely. They can comment on our Facebook page. They can send us an email, anything like that. Um, I, I, Even though I work with you, I totally recommend you to everybody for all crossbow stuff archery stuff hunting stuff and on g- in general you're just you're phenomenal and i appreciate all the time you took with me to help me grow into the real shot and all that kind of stuff too you're so welcome. just remember if you want to get a hold of mark he's here you know you can ask questions to him he's always readily available and if you're not here we'll make sure that the questions get to you mm-hmm. and you're very fast on the response and all that kind of stuff too but get back to it get your crossbows in now get your vertical bows in now just be patient the gun stuff's happening so um you know, thanks, Mark, for making the time today. We really liked having you on. You're always here at the store, so everybody come down and say hi to him. And we do appreciate that as well. You know, if you don't come in and buy something, just say hi. Oh, yeah, people come in and just want to hang out. Yep, yep. Like, like, we, like, like you always here. taught me, think of this place like cheers. Everybody, yep. you know, say hi to everybody. Absolutely. So, again, um, yes, but we're on again Friday. Friday, we're just going to have a uh, opinion kinda, show. Opinion show. We're going to have month on, right? We Justin's Justin coming on. on and Talk about some of the stuff going on with the DNR and some of these lakes and <clears throat> size changes, regulation changes. Get some opinions on that. Yep. I get to so. play the I get to play the typical millennial that has opinions on things that That's they don't know anything about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm are ready for it. Awesome. Are we gonna try to ready for it? <laughs> Zach, are we gonna try to open up that Skype line during the show? Oh, it's it's questionable. I think we should try it. We we can try it. What do you think? I think we should try it. So are we going to... It can only go two ways. It can either go really good or really well, bad. Well, no, but if somebody's got <laughs> Skype and they want to Skype in, we can have them live on the show. Yeah, right. for sure. If they got a question or an opinion or 
Justin really wants some live people he can talk right. to. I think he's sick of us. So then, and then, um, we, so Friday, are we going to have TJ on as well? Probably, we, yeah. Okay. Or we can save that till Monday. Save maybe that till Monday because I know the MLF is going on. Yeah, right today's now. day two. Group E is going on today. Okay. So again, Mark's show is on. Go ahead and plug that. Wednesday nights from five to six, ninety-five-three. The score. Um, Tonight's to ask a game warden. Yep. Tonight is ask so a game warden. If you got any and if you're from out of the area, it's on it's on your podcast, right? iTunes. And yep. You can go onto iTunes and download the podcast if you want, or you can actually go to thescorewi.com and hit the listen live button. You can listen to it live anywhere. That's awesome. Put it up awesome. on your phone, on your computer, Sweet. whatever you want to do. But uh, thank you guys for uh, for having me in. It's not like I don't like talking about outdoor stuff. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, you don't, you don't seem to enthused at all. I'm coming out of my shell. <laughs> right, right. He was real nervous trying to get on him. Yeah, yeah. He's the most relaxed one. So, again, Zach, uh, I'm going to point it out to you. Go to like to share the comment type stuff. Nail yeah. it. Go for if it. If you want to, you can you can like it. No. Yeah. Uh, head on over to our Instagram page, at TRS Outdoors. Please drop us a follow. Check out all the content we have. We showcase a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff on there, too. So, if you're really interested to see what changes are going on, Odds are we probably have it somewhere there, either on a story during the day that it's actually happening or in photos. Um, so, again, TRS Outdoors on Instagram. Give us a follow. If you don't already, I'm not sure how you're here, like our Facebook page. Um, <laughs> give us a like on this video. Comment some uh, good questions or anything you want us to look at after the show. And please um, share it. Share, share, share. share. Yes. Share. Shares yes. help us more yeah. than anything, I think. Literally, no, yeah. seriously. If you're watching this and you like our show, when we go live and you're watching, hit the share button. Hit it takes you button. five seconds, yep. and it'll definitely help us out in the long run. You know, run. And we, like Jim here, he says we're this is a great store, a great show, and we really appreciate it. And we try to answer all the questions that come in here that's why brian and i have these tablets i'm, I'm answering them live i'm not trying to be uh rude i'm just well, answering right, questions right, right. <laughs> i'm multitasking so, right yeah oh, is that what you're doing yeah that's what i'm doing I thought you're buying some fishing <laughs> stuff no, no. he's ordering <laughs> answering questions he's ordering more gun products for you to <laughs> yeah have in the store. perfect awesome so cool yep and we're on again friday at 10 o'clock unless we get another 14 inches of snow but we made it here today so we'll make her yeah all right sounds good thanks everybody awesome yep. thanks Thank everybody you. for Thank tuning you. in and we'll see you next time